Well, speaking of Grogu, that our next question, true or false, we will hear Grogu's first word. Let me start that again. I got a phone yeah, call. Uh, you, you, you don't have to. You don't have to stop though, because I can. I can. Like our audio tracks are are separate, so it's not bleeding into your oh, audio. Oh, okay, my bad. I didn't. I don't know how this shit works. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, where was I? Three men who also happen to be best friends as well as a bunch of complete movie nerds are on a mission to save the world with a podcast that really honestly doesn't help with or solve any of the world's problems whatsoever. Sorry. Please grab your bowl of popcorn and your sugar-free beverage. Get to your seats. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of all screens and sizes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to all screens and sizes. We are here with you scattered across the world and are honored to have you listening from wherever in the galaxy you might be. You are now listening to episode four of All Screens and Sizes. The tally is at four with no cancellation, guys. Good job. If this is your first time here, welcome. We are happy to have you here. And if you're returning, we appreciate you. And we must have said at least something funny or insightful along the way to bring you back or you're just my mom and you'll love me no matter what. (laughs) Hi, mom. Hey, mom. (laughs) So before we jump into the juicy stuff, let's hear from the other two bandits, Phil and Jordy. How we doing, family? It's been a uh, it's been an eventful week, busy week with basketball out here. A lot of traveling, um, but no better day to no better better way to cap off my week with a good old fashioned podcast session with my two best friends. So let's let's get at it, guys. Uh, And for me, for the the listeners here, I am in the middle of a move. So I've been doing that and getting ready for a new setup over here, having some internet issues, but we got it figured out this morning. Uh, did wake up to losing an hour. They need to change that going ahead. I'm down for falling back. The springing forward, it's for the birds. Um, but other than that, we're good. And being in the middle of a move also explains a bit of a drop in audio quality this time out for Phil. So apologies for that, but... Just wanted to get this podcast out to you guys, no matter what the circumstances. So I'm happy that Phil was able to get on here anyway. All things considered, we've made it work. We're here together. Now, today, we will be going back into the Star Wars world and discussing The Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 2, as well as diving into some true or false predictions that we might have for the remainder of the season. So Jordy is going to give us all a short recap of the episode. But first, a little info about the episode itself. Uh, This episode was directed by Rachel Morrison, who was the cinematographer behind the lens of Black Panther, and it's her first episode that she's directed uh, in this series. You know, uh, up until this point, we've uh, sort of had our little batch of recurring directors, Favreau, Filoni, Deborah Chow, Famuyiwa, Bryce Dallas Howard, um, and they've all done a, a masterful job, but it's nice to see them including new directors, and we will have three other newcomer directors later on this season as well. Uh, 
And again, uh, just as a reminder, we will be discussing full spoilers for the episode. If you don't want to spoil it, please watch and come back and listen later. And uh, with that being said, Jordy, I'll send it to you for a quick, a quick recap of the episode. And we are indeed back with a brand new episode of The Mandalorian. It's Season 3, Episode 2, overall, Chapter 18, in the story of our favorite Mandalorian, Din Djarin. And the episode is titled The Minds of Mandalore. And the episode starts off by revisiting the most visited place in Star Wars TV and movies, it's Tatooine, but not just on any regular old night. It's Tatooine on Boonta Eve, which is the biggest holiday on Tatooine. We first saw this holiday in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, where it was celebrated with an awesome, thrilling pod race featuring Anakin Skywalker. And on Tatooine, we are reunited with Peli Motto because Din and Grogu are still looking for that IG memory circuit replacement. And after scamming a Rodian, Peli asks her Jawas if they are able to find one of these memory circuit replacements, but unfortunately this cannot be done. So instead, she offers Din to sell him her astromech droid, which is a droid that we have seen before in Star Wars Episode 4: A New Hope. It's R5-D4. Din accepts the offer, and the newly formed team heads on their way to Mandalore as the Boonta E fireworks light their way. After passing through a heavy cloud cover, the group is now back on Mandalore, which is almost unrecognizable after the Empire has left it in ruin after the Great Purge. Din sends R5 to get an atmospheric sample to find out if the air is actually poisonous or fine to breathe. R5 briefly goes off radar as he is captured and attacked by a bunch of local aliens, but Din comes and saves the day and comes to realize that what he has heard about the air on Mandalore being highly poisonous is not true and he and Grogu can safely go on their way to explore the rest of Mandalore or so they think. Because as they go on to explore the ruined city of Sundari, Din is actually attacked and captured by a giant crab-like droid. Things are not looking good for our heroes with Din captured. Grogu tries to save Din by using the force, but unfortunately makes a little too much noise. The droid gets startled and Din tells Grogu to hurry up and get out of there, find help in the form of Bo-Katan. Grogu narrowly escapes the caves, finds his way back to the Starfighter, and cleverly navigates his way back to Bo-Katan to call for help. This call is answered, and they are now on their way to rescue Din from the situation that he's in. A series of epic battles ensue, with Bo-Katan even getting her hands on the Darksaber as she makes short work of the droid that captured Din. Din comes back to his senses, and Bo-Katan offers Din to help him get to the living waters of Mandalore as he is still attempting to fulfill his mission of being redeemed. And that is where we have the epic conclusion of this episode. Din steps into the living waters reciting the creed and out of nowhere he falls into the deep. Some might say it even looked like he got pulled and dragged down out of nowhere. However, he falls into the deep, Bo-Katan dives in after him to rescue him, gets her hands on Din, but as soon as they make their way back up, she locks eyes with it. A gigantic living mythosaur. The myths of her people are real. 
and something seems to change in Bo-Katan. What will this mean for the future of Mandalorian Mandalorians? I guess we'll find out in the rest of the season. Roll the credits for episode two of season three of The Mandalorian. All right, thank you, Jordy. Um, so now we'll jump right into our thoughts and discussions, our, our reactions of the episode. Phil, I would love to start with you again, our harshest critic. I would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, what were we at? What episode is this? 16 plus, what was that? 17, 18. 18. Then if you can yeah. count Boba, Mando, 0.5 season, we're at 20-ish episodes of Mando. If I go back and watch them, this one may be a top five episode of the whole series for me. Ooh. Yeah. My, as you said, harshest critic, I feel like, and I love it. They go all in on nostalgia. But I feel like the nostalgia and the other parts of Star Wars steal away from the Mandalorian story specifically. That's why I've been so excited for Mandalore this season because I feel like it's a story mainly about Mandalorian and not a story hijacked by Grogu. And that's what this episode was. It was straight Mandalorian stuff. So I I think it's a top five for me in the whole series. So I highly enjoyed this episode start to finish. Man, that's awesome. I I mean, I guess I didn't expect this to get to the minds already the episode right after we were kind of introduced or not introduced to the whole idea but really set out to go on this mission to go to to the minds and get baptized again so that was kind of a pleasant surprise um i have to say all in all i really did enjoy the episode as well right before i went in to watch it i caught a glimpse of a review that ign put online which is blasphemous about give it a five out of ten which is they already went back i think and, and retconned it but <laughs> come on dude. Just because I couldn't see shit. Come on. I, I, I had some trouble seeing it as well. But even through the darkness, I was able to see a pretty kick-ass episode of Mandalorian and of Star Wars. Um, some quick highlights for me. Uh, I didn't really care as much for the, 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 the goons, bad guys, the hordes that they kind of have to kept kept going through. Or the local probably inhabitants has been there for a while on Mandalore. But, you know, it was still we needed those to get a little bit of action going, a little bit of Mandalorian action, a little bit of Darksaber action. Um, highlight for me, besides the huge, awesome reveal at the end, of course, had to have been the the, the droid cyborg monster with a bit of Grievous in there. Yeah. Of, bit of Shellop in there, a little the thing. It was a mix of, of awesomeness, and I just love the animation on that thing. I don't know if it was stop motion, but it gave that old school vibe, and... Gosh, that that's why that's what I want from a Star Wars show to to give us some new stuff, not necessarily bring in stuff that we already know. Um, just like give us some new awesome creative creatures like they did in this episode. You know, we don't need every single person or thing to be introduced. Something that we already know or is connected to something we already know. That's why I didn't care as much for the R five D four. It was all right. Like it was cool, but of course it had to be him. Like there is so much backstory with him, even in Legends. Um, but I don't know. Like of of course it had to be back. Of course we had to go back to Tatooine again, of all freaking places. Like God, man, there's so much. There's so much. It, it, in the universe of Star Wars, and we gotta keep going. It was Boonte Eve, Jordy. It was Boonte Eve. Are you kidding me? Boonte Eve. You know the you know the significance going. of Boonte Eve. I know. Well, give us a, give us another pod race then, or something. Not just some fireworks. Boba Fett, man, he's not he's not running that place right. <laughs> oh, 
when oh it's, well before we, I don't want to get into discussions already, but I see some some shocked, uh, hurt faces over here. We can get into. I was not frozen. R five was such a cool part to add to this. If anyone listening. If you don't know who R5 is, shame on you. R5, without R5, we wouldn't be here. We're shaming like, our listeners. We're about? shaming them. R5, without R5, R2D2 doesn't make it to loot. Like, what are you talking about? I, I love I love the R5, the, the whole thing. But like Phil said, sometimes they put sometimes they put a little nostalgia in just for nostalgia's sake, which is what I thought they were doing with R5. But then it turns out R5 was pretty damn handy. R5 was... Was uh, saving the day a little bit there. Well, after sh- shitting his pants time and time again, and being terrified. <laughs> his pants. If you're a fan of R, if you if you're a fan of R five, go check out uh, the the awesome book from a certain point of view. Yes. yes. Which is has an incredible short story, and he was also part of uh, Tales of the Jedi comics number one, I think. But that's not official canon anymore. But yeah, there's already been a lot of st- awesome stuff. But like I, more like the fact I don't have a problem with him. Personally, I'm sure he's a great droid, you know, but um, we just know the fact he's that a great droid. Just the fact that it had let's, to be. Let's him, not talk course, about his you know. bowels, though, Jordy. I mean, we know he has issues with his his oil. He's shooting his oil out all over the place in a new home. His oil and, bath. You know, he's got, oil he's got some issues, okay, with his bowels, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't think shooting oil out is an issue. You <laughs> get a little oil leak. On the, yeah. <laughs> no love for IG. I mean, IG is just done. I guess we're off. We're off yeah, that I mean. Path. That's um, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Like you guys kind of talked about it a little bit, but I'm just shocked that we got to Mandalore in Episode Two because I thought we were gonna have the side missions of what they've done in the past two seasons, the nah, side nah. missions of uh, he's got to go get the stuff for IG and all these things. No, we went straight to Mandalore, and that was really cool. And and Mandalore itself looks pretty freaking awesome. Like, okay, it's not it's not the heyday of Mandalore. We know it's a uh, it's been kind of a ruined planet at this point, but just seeing Mandalore like that was pretty freaking cool. So that was supposed to be that when when it's just like all black on my screen, that was Mandalore? Like when I couldn't see anything? <laughs> Stop. Was, or... See, I didn't have issues. Me neither. Did you have issues, Phil? No. Yeah, but, I had well, no issues. Back to what you just said, Nick, though, where you, like, because we've watched the episode of Clone Wars and Rebels. We've seen Mandalore at its peak, and they kind of did a little exposition, like Bo-Katan was telling... Uh, Grogu, like how it once looked. But before Bo-Katan even did it, I was even doing it. When we were singing, I was like, Kelsey, I know you haven't seen the episodes, but this was once a thriving civilization. Yeah, like, I started yeah, yeah. doing what Bo was on before <laughs> yeah. she could do it, because I was just so yeah, excited yeah. to see even a crumbled it Mandalore. So cool like, it. it was awesome to see again. Yeah, it was great. I'm, I'm just, I'm just missing. Like I could, I could see, you know. Like I said, it was, it was, it was definitely a cool thing, and, and I thought visually they did a really good job representing Mandalore as we know it already. But yeah. go ahead, Nick, continue. No, an- another, uh, another highlight of the episode for me was just kind of the relationship with the dark saber that we saw uh, in front and center again, when, with Mando still kind of struggling. Uh, to use it. I mean, you can see it just looks so heavy when he's swinging it around, and he's clearly not in harmony with with that weapon. And then Bo gets it back, and she's whipping that thing around and wreaking havoc, and it looks like she's meant to be wielding that thing. And, God, I don't know. I just want Bo to have it. I, she's been so screwed over with everything with the, the Darksaber, and she's had the Darksaber awarded to her, but she didn't win it honorably and all these things. And I just I want her to get it. I want her to have it. She looks so good with it, and she's kicking ass with it. And I just love that aspect of it. You know, the front and center, all the Mandalore lore. You know what I mean? So that was pretty cool. 
so all in all, you you loved the episode as well. I I did like the episode. I was just really surprised because I did not expect us to be taking these huge leaps uh, in the Mandalorian story, like Phil was saying, this early on in the episode. And I think it it made me excited for what's next because I was kind of you know we had this to look forward to, and they've kind of delivered this so early on in the in the season. So now I'm kind of wondering what we're gonna, where we're going to go next, what we're going to do next, which is exciting. More time for for Mace. Jar Jar Pal <laughs> to come back. I don't know he's already alive at this time, but maybe kill him off and bring him back. Well, that, that's what I want to talk about with you guys. Since we didn't take a side mission episode or two, we got straight to Mandalore. I, well, we're going to get six more episodes. He's eventually, I mean, he's basically accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. He got bathed in the water, whatever. But a, a conflict has to arise. So, what's going to be our conflict, do you think, that's going to happen? Because the story can't just be that's it. I mean, he's going to go back and say, hey, I'm. I'm clean now, but we got to have a conflict. So he ain't gonna be just chilling in the, you know, in the the field with Brogu. Right. There's got to be right. a new conflict. I mean, we got the pi. They've introduced the pirates to us. We see grief as kind of uh, running things back on Navarro. So I don't know. We'll we've got some uh, unfinished things that they've introduced, but yeah, it's an, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. I mean, it's got to be involved with the big elephant in the room that we haven't really discussed yet, or let should I say? Really big elephant under the water <laughs> that we haven't addressed yet, um, but it's got to be involved in that. Maybe Bo Katan sees that as an opportunity to kind of change her mind and use that to her power to finally get her get her place back in Mandalore and rule it. Or I mean, right at this point with everything that we've gotten, there's got to be some type of conflict that's going to be brewing between Bo and Jin. It, it did. It uh, did Din, look like uh, Bo and. Uh... Old Mythosaur did. We're making a little eye contact as she was going back to the service. So, they had a little, love, a little love interest already. So <laughs> I think I think that was a beautiful moment there because you've been having Din Jarin Jarin believe in this creed that he didn't even was born with, and he's blindly believing in it. He's doing all these things, and then you have someone like Bo who grew up with it and who's like kind of given up on it. When they went down, she read the passage and just like scoffed at it. Scoffs at tradition. That was my Mbaku. Um, so, <laughs> like, she, she doesn't believe in it. But then seeing the mythosaur, you can see, like, when she gets out of the water, it's almost like she believes in it again. Like, she's back to, like, like there's two different people on two different paths, but both connected by the same path, if that makes any sense. I could, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. And I could even kind of already see it when the moment when Din steps into the water for the first time starts uh yelling out the same same um same sentences as the little boy at the beginning of episode one like you could even see a shot of Bo kind of looking at him like oh actually you know he's got she was no i just something something i literally just felt what you you just like i got chill bumps because i just remember that moment the same thing like she it's like it's just starting to build there is something obviously the mythosaur is all you need to finish off the job that thing was huge yeah. too. That thing was huge. We didn't even see all of it. I know. <laughs> Maybe because it was too dark. If you just if you just take these last ten seconds of this clip and post it online, we're gonna be banned. By the way, if you don't put it in the right context, we're talking about the next one. We might not make it to episode five. We're the, we've got the four. <laughs> um, I, I I know we're got, I know uh, our our host of today Nick Nick Paulus has some great uh, s- statements true or false statements I believe prepared I do, I do, for the yes. next segment um, but before I do I want to throw out a statement of myself of my own because 
I saw the episode twice. I went back, look at the looked at the final scene, and I am convinced that our boy Din Djarin did not get yanked down by any creature or anything going down Ooh. into the waters. He was wearing his heavy ass armor. He didn't take off his jet or, or took off his jetpack or didn't he? I don't, I don't think I don't know if he I think did. he did take uh I think he did take it off. Yeah. He he Wearing the heavy armor, and you could kind of see him step and step and step, and then just going straight just down. To the he bottom. was about to take another step. Oh yeah, and then he, oh yeah, that's what I mean. He didn't have his uh, jetpack, which was the reason why he wasn't able to go out, fly back out because he didn't have his jetpack. Um, so I don't know. You know, everyone's kind of leaning towards Din being the one to to kind of be picked by the Mythosaur, but I don't know. I, I think we're kind of being put on a on a certain path here, but we can get into more of that stuff later. But I don't know what you guys thought, but second time viewing, I kind of switched my mind, changed my mind in that regard. I think he just I fell think, because he thought there's. I just be thought he step. stuck as well, and that armor so heavy. My, my yeah, sorry, Phil, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, oh no, you're good. I I initially thought that he was dragged down, but yeah, I went back and watched it as well, Jordy, and it didn't make sense why he would be dragged down, and then they would just it would just let them come back to the top you know what i mean i think they just kind of saw the mythosaur as they were as bo was rescuing him yeah well because she had to use her jetpack to travel through it herself so i think at first when i watched it when he exactly. fell i was like oh he got grabbed but then as she's going down and she sees him I'm like oh he just sunk like it just that's what i thought Beskar is heavy have man. we seen yeah, din? have we seen din in the water at any other point in this in this show i'm trying to think i don't think we have i don't think so yeah we spent a lot of time on freaking Tatooine. Not a whole lot of water out there. <laughs> no. A lot of sand. A lot of sand. It's so coarse. <laughs> it gets everywhere. <laughs> I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. All right. Well, guys, I think we, we can move on to the true or false segment of our show. I will ask some true or false questions about some theories and predictions about the show. And we will each respond with our answers and a little bit about why we think the way that we do because I find myself wondering that all the time with you two. Like, how could you possibly think that? So a little elaboration will be welcome as well, guys. So without further ado, I'll get right into it. Okay, true or false? We are actually referring to Grogu and not Din Djarin when we say the Mandalorian. I think it's true. Mm. I think it's false, but with a hint of truthness maybe to be revealed later. But as of right now, I'm going to say false. I'm going to go false, and I can explain why. Go ahead, Phil. Go ahead. So I think false because I think, and I think it may be different. Seasons one and two, Mandalorian was Din Djarin specifically, but I think the path we're kind of going on is the Mandalorian is just going to represent the whole culture. So I should have said maybe false with a little bit of true with a chance for Grogu to be a part of that culture. Um, but I think at the end of all this, the Mandalorian just is going to represent the entire culture of Mando, of the Mandos. Mm, okay, okay, interesting. So... Maybe so that's a cheat question. With, we should I, have I gone cheated. with a little bit of trolls, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you, Phil. I think I think they kind of initially brought in Din as the Mandalorian. We all kind of were on board with that. And then seeing Grogu go on this path, he obviously chooses a little 
mithril uh, <laughs> little mithril vest over the lightsaber and I think he's kind of living the foundling life that Din also did as well and I think as we continue to see him progress and age and all these things I think that's why I initially said true I think the story is going to shift towards Grogu a bit but we'll see it'll be interesting so you so you think that Grogu at the end of gosh I mean knowing Disney they might have 20 seasons of this show by the end of it all we're going to have Grogu maybe in this teenage Grogu with full on Mandalorian armor and he's going to be you know, part of the creed and a full-on uh, Mandalorian, you think? They're going to have to build a little saddle for Grogu on that mythosaur oh, that we just saw. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. He's already had, he's already tamed the Mudhorn. He's yeah. always, he's already put the, the Rancor to sleep. He's he's really on board with the, in touch with the animals and nature. That might Except when he eats them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, he's, I mean, he's a, He's he's an omnivore. Favreau, Favreau, yeah, he is planning ahead. So who knows? It might be those might have been little little hints led along the way, leading us up to to him being the new kind of Mandalore, you know, as the first the first to start off this new era of of Mandalorians. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Let's get to our next one. True or false? Bo-Katan is hot. Oh, sorry. True. Oh, true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bo-Katan and Din will fight for the Darksaber at some point during this season. I think it's false. Ooh. It's true, baby. You heard it here first. Oh. They're getting at it. If we're already in the minds of Mandalore in episode two, we're definitely going to have a big old scuffle fight. It's either that or they're going to be a or they're going to have a relationship and fall in love together. And even then, they might still fight. But Ooh. I'm saying true. Knocking helmets. <laughs> Got <to>, for <laughs> Safety first. Din's going to have to take that thing off safety at some first. point. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go false. Nah, we, we got to have it, man. We're, okay. we're hinting so much towards her, not not rightfully. I don't, I don't think so. I don't, think, I don't so. think Din. I don't think Din wants the conflict. I don't think he no. wants it. I know. That's that's where the conflict is going to be. No. Bo wants that smoke just, because she knows. No, I think what's going to happen is because I said there's got to be a conflict coming. I think someone is going to beat him for it because they're going to they're going to do a layup like this. Someone's going to beat him for it, and then now it's her chance again to beat that person and get it back on. I think she gets it, but I don't think it's through him. I think it's someone's going to take it away from him. I agree, Phil. I agree. I don't yeah. think we can we really can pick them against each other yet. No. And also, I this is kind of like a little. A little caveat, but we didn't see Bo return the dark saber to him, did we? At any point in this episode, I feel like I did see him put it I back. Maybe I could be wrong. I don't, I don't think, know. I don't think we. But guys, you got to realize, Bo was handed the dark saber, and her rule basically, you know, everything went to complete shite. Because she was handed it. She's not going to let that happen again. And they keep reiterating the fact that it happened. And unless somebody, yeah, unless somebody does come in and take it from her, maybe, I don't know, Moff Gideon comes back, who knows. But I don't know, man. They're going all in on Mandalorians, and they are going to square off, and I'm going to get that pay-per-view ticket. I will be the <laughs> front row. And then I probably Grogu's going to whoop all their asses and take it and rule that thing. <laughs> Grogu! Speaking of Grogu, guys, let's get into our next one. 
True or false, we will hear Grogu's first words. And if true, what might they be? I'm all in on this. We're going to hear Grogu speak. They, they teased it a bit in this episode. Grogu's going to give us our first words. And my prediction is one of two things. Daddy did. Daddy did. Daddy Pedro Pascal or macaroons. That's my prediction. <laughs> macaroons? <laughs> macaroons? Yeah, he knows his space macaroons. Oh, my Lord. And his frog legs. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a terrible Grogu impression, but there we go. Phil, thoughts? I don't even know. I'm just caught off guard with macaroons. <laughs> um, uh, I see. That's the thing. So we're not counting what he said when they went and visited Homegirl as her, his first word. Like that's not his first. He didn't word. really say anything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I didn't know if that was going to be counted. So I'm going to say true. I think we are going to get him to speak. Um, and I've been thinking about it, but I don't like. I feel like it's got to be something like love. Like I just can't. He can't say dad, dad. Like he can't. Like that it's can't be old. a thing he says. But what it's got to be. What was Pikachu's first words? <laughs> I love you because <laughs> where, I want to be with you. That's where you're going. Oh, that one's. I don't want to go into Pokeball because I want to be. It's with gonna you. be. It's gotta be something though. Along the, like the, that moment he had at the end of episode or season two, it's gotta be something like that. So he's gonna say something, but I don't know. It ain't gonna be bad. I got a couple. I got two suggestions for what it could be. Daddy Pedro. <laughs> Daddy. What if it? What if it's something along the lines of "This is the way." Or the way that's a, that's the, the way that ain't a word. The way, that's a statement. The way, the way coming out with profound ideas. The way this first, is. Oh <laughs> well, shit! Yeah, will he speak in riddles? Shit, it might just be Dank Ferrick. Ooh, <laughs> you know what? It just hit me. It just hit me. I know what it is. It's when Mace Windu comes. Oh back my god! Mace is the one. <laughs> Everybody, guys, one hand. Thank you for he's listening. Gonna say, um, he's gonna point. He's gonna do the Leonardo DiCaprio and point and say, "Mace." Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, until next week, uh, and I appreciate you guys listening as always. Follow us on the socials. He's saying Mace. Well, well, God, you guys are just leading straight into my into my <laughs> next question. <laughs> Mace Windu is alive. True or false? <laughs> false. I'm saying true. 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 <laughs> false. I don't, I don't get explicit on here, but when he comes back, he's going to say, I'm back, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> They're bringing him back, baby. He's who, I believe, that's who rescued Grogu no, at the Jedi Temple. No. I'm all in on that. No. And if it wasn't him, it was a clone of him. Oh, my <laughs> Clones. Lord. No, guys, stop, stop it right now, guys. It's not happening. He's back, baby. Um, Jordy, would you not be hype if you saw Samuel L. Jackson back? Purple though? lightsabers are gonna be going off the ch- like. It's a money thing. They're gonna do it. I'm saying it's happening. What has he been up to all these years? What is his story? At least Darth Maul has a good explanation of what he was up to. We well, just haven't wrote the story yet. We'll get it afterwards because we're gonna get somehow Windu. Mace has returned. What do you? Mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he lost a hand. He didn't get cut in half. He didn't die. Oh. Everyone comes back dead, <laughs> not dead. He's, it's a hand. No one, no one's ever truly gone. Never. Right? They're always right. here. Right. Guys, it's not happening. True or false? We will get a cameo from a main character of the Skywalker saga, i.e. Anakin, Leia, Palpatine, Luke, etc. 
What do you guys think? I think we could possibly get a Palpatine clip of what he's been up to, which I don't know how I feel. We've, we've got the cloning situation. We need Grogu's DNA. Metachlorian counts off the charts. Hmm. So I think they might. I think we might get a Palpatine teaser. Does Does Boba Fett count? I, I would count Boba Fett. I mean, I know he's yeah. up there too busy hosting the fireworks celebrations on Tatooine. Um, but I don't know. We we, we, talk, we were talking about who's gonna rule Mandalore and Mythosaur. Some people have thrown Boba Boba's name in the mix too. I know they already gave him a huge huge creature to ride, but. So I'm going to say true. It could be so many people, and that's where it comes back to the conflict. There's going to have to be a conflict, and I don't think it's going to be as simple as what Jordy thinks, just Bo versus Mando. And if if it's a bigger one, then obviously I think Boba Fett's the easy choice. He's going to bring Cobb Vanth back, which ain't truly a Skywalker person. But I think Boba comes back, and that's my cheat code. I think Boba's the easy Skywalker saga character to come back. And just thinking, we did we did get Boba riding a Mythosaur once, right? In in canon, at the the Christmas special, right? Yeah, the Christmas oh special, Lord. the the great Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, it's not great if anyone hasn't watched. It. <laughs> awesome documentary coming out though, covering it. So. I know I, that that'll be great. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. All right, next one. We will see Ezra or Thrawn or both in this season of The Mandalorian, true or false. I think false. I think they teased it. I think they introduced it. The idea with the, the, the uh, what are they called? Purgles. I keep thinking Mithril. Purgles. Purgles, thank you. I think they teased it with the Purgles, but... I don't think I think we're saving that for a soaker or something later on. I'm right there with you. I think they're they're going all in on Thrawn and Ezra for um for Ahsoka later this year. Um just the pur Purgils in, in, in during the <clears throat> hyper jump, hyperspeed, hyper you know, that that was just enough a sprinkle of hey, you know, don't forget about what we got coming what we got in the in the works. Um I think that's gonna be you know, this is all gonna be about Mandalorians and Mandalore for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think false too. I think they're gonna save for Ahsoka, but that doesn't mean Ahsoka doesn't show up like in a post credit or something at the end of the season to lead us there. They haven't. I don't think they've said. And I don't know if they will. I kind of hope they don't. Like I don't want the Mandalorian moving into Ahsoka, but I could see it happening where they kind of that could be the next path for Mandalorian and Grogu. They help Ahsoka out. So, but yeah, I don't think we'll see Thrawn and Ezra specifically. All right. All right. Our last one, true or false. The Mandalorian, as a, as a series, has single-handedly saved Star Wars after the sequel trilogy debacle. I say true. They've brought me back in. I love the show. I love what they've done. I was It got a bit rocky there, guys, but I'm back. And loving this, loving dis- these discussions, loving everything about the show. Rocky, we went straight off the cliff. <laughs> we went all the way down. <laughs> like exploded it f- all. Been? Guys, it was, I've, I've, I've told you guys this before. The thing about Star Wars, even if it's bad or if it's good, it always evokes such strong emotions and passion, you know, because we're so passionate about it. But after, you know, Last Jedi was one thing. 
Rise of Skywalker, after I sat in that theater and the credits started rolling, I felt for the first time in my entire life, nothing. I couldn't even, like, if I hated it, at least I still would have been passionate over it. I just felt nothing. My soul was empty. My heart was empty. And I truly thought that my love for Star Wars was gone and for, forgotten forever for the rest of our lives. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks to the glorious Dave Filoni, John Favreau, everyone involved, Pascal, of course. Yeah, I do think, I, I think the statement is true. Um, Mandalorian opened the door to, I think, what I think is the future of Star Wars, which just shows. Um, obviously, Andor, I think, might even be a better show than Mandalorian, but we wouldn't have had Andor without season one of Man- Mandalorian being so good. So, true. Uh, yeah, it's safe Star Wars because they were about they were canceling everything. This is the one thing they kept going, and I know maybe some of our listeners may disagree with us, but we stand on this on this side of the new trilogy just blew it. In the end, it blew it. It started off good. They did they didn't have a right plan. They blew it. So if you want to argue with us, fine, come argue with us. But it, it broke our hearts, like Jordy just said, and Mando saved it because we're on season. We had season two. We got season three. We got Boba Fett out of it. We're going to get a soak out of it. We wouldn't have had any of that if Mandalorian wasn't a success. And so it, it's, I mean, it's single-handedly saved Star Wars, I think. And no, and again, Grogu saved Star Wars. We all have something that we love. Like, I don't know. I've never heard anyone say they hate Grogu. Like, that's the one thing I think all Star Wars people are on board with is everyone loves Grogu, which I think is just it's important for Star Wars because we were all divisive who liked New Trilogy, who didn't. Everyone loves Grogu, so I think just Grogu alone helped save Star Wars. Um, and, and 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 even though we say that it saved Star Wars, I think I think it's probably good to say that the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, Clone Wars, Rebels, all that stuff obviously didn't need any saving. That still stands as its own, and it's amazing, and for always be amazing. But looking at the state of Star Wars as it was after the sequel trilogies, yeah, I do think it saved it. And now that I come to think about think of it, the whole MCU, the most successful probably cinematic plan ever uh, put in the works, kind of relied a lot on that first movie to be successful as well, which was Iron Man, which was directed by uh, John Favreau himself as well. So I guess, you know, we should kind of thank him for the MCU as well as for Star Wars coming back, man. He's a genius. Props. Favreau doesn't always quite get the love that I think he deserves, man. He's he's done well. And, and his acting, like every character he plays, even though it's like a side or whatever, man, I love watching him on the screen just as much as he is great behind it. So, yeah, Favreau needs more love. Absolutely. All right, boys. Well, that's all we have for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us and tuning in. We really do appreciate it. We will be back soon with more Mandalorian and some reviews of recent movies like Creed 3 and possibly Scream, as well as discussing the results of this weekend's Oscars. So please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to check out our social media pages. We are posting fun promotional stuff relating to the pod, as well as pics and videos of some of our favorite moments. And we are at screens and sizes on both instagram and twitter again at screens and sizes and guys please don't hesitate to interact with us we would love feedback and any ideas for things you'd like to have us discuss and bob Iger, if you're listening we'd love to negotiate a little sponsorship or promotional alliance with you as well so 
feel free to slide into our DMs. Bob! Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Phil, Jordy, any final words? No, I, I, I just love being able to do these with you guys, and I really want to thank everybody for listening. Um, not just our moms and dads, but anyone who's willing to take the time to listen to us three goofballs discuss this Star Wars. It means a lot to us, you know. Um, we were looking forward to doing the next one. And we're going to keep these coming, talking about all the stuff that we love talking about. And uh, like, I, like you said, every, any type of feedback, any type of things you want to mention, even if you hated every second of it, please let us know through our DMs because we right, love that right, stuff right. too. Um, so, yeah, thanks again for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. Stay tuned. We got episode three this week. We'll get a pod out as soon as we can. Uh, and just come back for that one. Yeah.